Ladies and gentlemen, Alien Zoo is now open. Good afternoon or good evening. Welcome to Alien Zoo. My name is Chris and thank you so much for listening. It's good to be back. Thanks to everyone who gave me uh, some good feedback on the Chupacabra episode. Yeah, that was a blood-filled one. Well, I, I guess not so blood-filled. We have a petting zoo amount of cryptids to cover today. Oh, what's that you say? Yep, that's right. It's another cryptid hodgepodge. If you're standing, sit down. And if you're sitting, stay right where you are. These next few cryptids encounters are going to shock your system. Well, they'll at least mildly entertain you, I hope. Okay, what the hell am I talking about? Let's just get right into it. first cryptid we're going to cover today is, dare I say, Texas's unicorn. It's an elusive creature that may, at first look, seem just like a pygmy goat, right? What's, what's wrong with that? However, upon closer look, this creature is quite unique. It was only seen once, so the information is extremely limited, but that hasn't stopped Alien Zoo before, has it? So, Dominic's pseudo-goat otherwise known as the Rose-Horned Clawed Goat, is an American cryptid seen only once in the town of Fredericksburg in Texas in the 1850s. That's right, all the way back then. The person who saw the creature was named Abby Emanuel Dominic. Now, for whatever reason, he was visited by a Comanche woman who happened to own a very unique animal. Abby described the creature as this, quote, a very singular animal about the size of a cat, but of the form and appearance of a goat. Its horns were rose-colored, its fur was of the finest quality, glossy like silk, and white as snow. But instead of hooves, this little animal had claws. This officer offered 500 francs for it, which is about $550, and the commandant's wife, who also spoke of this animal, offered a brilliance of great value in exchange for it. But the Indian woman refused both these offers and kept the animal, saying she knew a wood where they, would, they were found in abundance, and promised that if she ever returned again, she would catch others expressly for them. End quote. You know, I definitely don't agree with Mr. Dominic's just naming the animal after himself. I mean, it seems like this horned cat goat was already discovered by this Comanche woman. Interesting. Now, Carl Schuker. You guys know Carl, that cool British cryptozoologist and author. He explained that in combining the features of an ungulate, like its horns, and an ungulate is a hoofed animal, with features of a non-ungulate, like claws, the creature in question could possibly resemble a calicothere, which is a supposedly extinct creature. Now, the Calicothere was a group of extinct, herbivorous, odd-toed ungulate. 
Okay. These animals were spread throughout North America, Eurasia, and Africa about 781,000 years ago. Is it possible that a type of pygmy calicothere has survived to modern times? Yes. Yes, it is. Yet another cryptozoologist by the name of George Eberhardt proclaimed that if the description of this critter is accurate, it would be, quote, a taxonomic anomaly with no matches in the fossil record. However, George does backtrack a bit and noted the existence of a family of notungulates, which are an extinct group of mammalian ungulates, known as, all right, oh boy, here we go, Homolodatherium, an extinct group of mammals who were native to South America, which were hornless and had clawed-like toes. They lived in Argentina up until around 9 million years ago. Now, I really wish there was more info on this tiny beast. You know, color me intrigued. What do I think it is? Well, I was looking into possible explanations, and I think there's a good chance that the pseudo-goat may just be a deformed, horned cat. All right, hear me out. It really isn't insanely uncommon for house cats and other species of feline, I'm sure, to have horns, okay? As crazy as that sounds. These are called cutaneous horns. These are a type of lesion or growth that appear on the animal's skin. They are typically made, they are typically made of keratin, a protein that makes up the top layer of skin. This growth can grow large enough to be mistaken as small horns. And, you know, add a bit of deformation to this feline's face, and with these infectious horns, you've got a bizarre-looking, not-quite-goat, not-quite-cat type of cryptid. Fascinating, for sure. Way, way back, all right, in episode four, we discussed a cryptid known as the Ozark Howler. Now, by the end of the episode, I had a difficult time pinpointing exactly what the Ozark Howler could be. Well, recently, I came across a cryptid that presents itself as yet another Howler possibility. A much more terrifying possibility, if, if you can believe that. And this cryptid is known as the Booger Bear. Booger bears, or bulldog bears, as they are less hilariously known as, are supposed cryptid bear-like creatures reported to exist in areas in the United States as well as Canada. You know, booger bear sounds like the name of a rambunctious toddler. Anyways, these cryptids are known for their large size and resemblance to both gorillas and cats. Huh. What a terrifying yet adorable creature. The term booger bear originated in the Appalachian mountain range known as the Ozarks. The Ozarks are located in the state of Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and the extreme southeastern corner of Kansas. That's right, you can only get there by skateboard. Oh yeah. Now according to cryptozoologist Dale A. Drennan, these cryptids have been reported from, quote, a wide area including Texas and Oklahoma to Florida and up into Canada indefinitely far. But over all that area, only in small local enclaves where reports come with some regularity. 
The reports are much more common in mountain country than elsewhere, but reports also occur in swamps and along river courses. Now, for the most part, booger bears are typically described as unusually large animals, having the features of both a dog and a cat, like that awesome Nickelodeon show. They are also often compared to gorillas, cat-faced bears, or even an adult African lion standing on its hind legs. Because of these wide variations in descriptions, all pointing towards a huge mammal, encounters with these so-called booger bears are often categorized as Bigfoot sightings. Alright, let's go over a few sightings, shall we? Yeah, yeah we shall. We're going to start our booger bear sighting adventure with an undated account. According to Ivan T. Sanderson, one of the godfathers of modern cryptozoology, early North American settlers reported a, quote, grizzly bear living in High Plains area. It was said to be a specialist predator hunting the giant bison. This specific grizzly bear was much larger than a typical grizzly. It is said that once the bison were hunted to extinction, the so-called grizzly bear punished once its prey all died out. Here's another information. A little here is a little tidbit of info. And unfortunately, this story is undated as well. In the Northwest Territories, and even into northern British Columbia, Alberta, and Saskatchewan in Canada, there are reports of a, quote, bulldog bear capable of killing and carrying off a moose. This creature is believed to be a living, short-faced bear. Before we head into other sightings, let's quickly explore the extinct creature known as the short-faced bear, because this creature is a top-runner for me as far as possible explanations of the booger bear. Okay, During the Ice Age, and I mean that cold time our planet went through, not the incredibly entertaining children's animated movie. <laughs> What's that squirrel's name? Scat? No. No, that can't be right. Anyways, the short-faced bear was the largest and most powerful North American land carnivore. It is more than possible that it may have weighed as much as 1,500 pounds. These apex predators were much taller than grizzly bears, standing 11 to 12 feet on its back legs. But strangely enough, they weren't that heavily built. Rather, their limbs were longer and more slender, adding to its incredible ability to chase and take down big game. The short-faced bear was the most common early North American bear and was most abundant in what is now the state of California. Okay, back to the booger. In Kentucky, in 1967, a mysterious furry animal which walked on its hind feet and hit a height of between 6 to 7 feet tall, was reported to be stealing local cattle. The animal, unfortunately, was eventually shot dead after being baited with a calf tied to a stake. Oh, the Jurassic Park method. She doesn't want to eat. She wants to hunt. Yeah, it's a good movie. Once dead, it was discovered to be a very large bear about 650 pounds, with both, here we go with this description, dog-like and cat-like features. Well, what exactly does this mean? All right, well, based on descriptions, it seemed to have more of a canine-like body 
and more of a feline-like head. All right, the animal was known to the Native Americans of the area as a wad or wog. Now, a wad or wog is typically described as a dog or bear-like animal with a piggish face, oversized teeth, and a, quote, loping gait. Now, I know what you're thinking. 650 pounds doesn't seem that gigantic for a bear. Well, it was said that the bear's size and weight was within the range of a known grizzly bear, but it was its cat-like face that made it an unusual specimen. The last reported sighting of a possible booger bear happened in 1995. A Michigan man by the name of Billy Hunter reported a, quote, abominable snowman sighting in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan very close to the Canadian border. Now, he claimed that while deer hunting, he saw a large animal in the bush. Here is his recollection of that account. Behind the group of deer were a bunch of trees and not a lot of brush. You could see rows and rows of trees behind for a few yards. I saw something move in between the trees, something big, but I could not make it out with my rifle sight. I said earlier I had an H&K. So I pulled out my snipe to get a better view, a PSG-1. All of a sudden, every last deer out of there looks up to their immediate right all at once. I also turned, scanning almost full circle, seeing nothing, looking back at them. By then, some had started to head away, slowly though, with some still looking in that direction. Then it moves again. I zoom in tight on this big animal in a low part of a very big branching tree. The tree is covered in snow, and this thing is stark white. I still couldn't even fix my eyes right to figure out what the hell the thing was, so I just watched, eyes peeled. So I'm targeting this thing, but can't make it out. It was just like a big piece of white snow that crawled for a second. Then this big-ass thing launches off the branch, lands heels first in the snow, and charges at the last few deer that was left. They did not even have time to move. Meanwhile, on the radio, someone was attempting to say the scientific name for the bird. Someone saying really fast instructions and orders. Then Tommy, we call him General, saying, EC, get on the phone. Everyone mark your areas. Andrew, double back to camp. Billy, shot is yours. I thought to myself, that it must be some hybrid creature up here in the cold, and I'd never seen anything like it. Believe me, I know my animals, and my science. I take my shot, but it does not even make a flinch. Then another, and it turns and runs. That was no polar bear. All right, Billy, calm down. Billy Hunter later wrote that the animal resembled a hybrid creature made up of, quote, a polar bear? Arctic wolf, and ape, and some big cat. He also claimed that, it, claimed that it ran like a cat, which I took to mean did some zoomies at three in the morning. <laughs> Classic cat. He also claimed that it had thick white fur like a pit bull's, with black skin underneath and a very flat face. He said the creature seemed very light on its feet, and claimed that it looked as if it would have no problem standing on its hind legs. Well, how the hell would this guy know? It also had small ridges all over its body, quote, like a reptile. 
Interesting. Personally, I don't think it's out of the question for a once-thought-extinct creature to make an emergence into modern times. I mean, if Sasquatch is indeed a once-thought-extinct Gigantopithecus, and don't worry, I'll, I'll cover that in an up- upcoming episode. Why can't there be a prehistoric bear roaming the densely forested areas of North America? It's possible. Hi, my name is Chris, but you can call me Chris. Did you ever come across a bat with a duck's face? Perhaps a monkey with wings? Maybe you've seen a butterfly the size of a house cat. Alien Zoo Podcast wants to know if you've seen a possible cryptid. Email us at alienzoopodcast at gmail.com and share your stories. Interesting tales will be read on the show, with permission, of course. Hell yeah, Mother Cryptid. Now back to the episode. All right. So we're going to end this cryptid hodgepodge with a short story of an adorable little unknown animal known as the Tiggle Boat. (laughs) Ah, the Tiggle Boat. Tiggle Boat is a portmanteau word derived from the words tiger, lion, bird, and goat. How fun is that? This cuddly chimera-type cryptid is an unknown taper, like hoofed mammal said to roam the Indonesian island of Borneo. Alright, are you sitting down? Good. Because the Tiggle Boat's appearance is a bit bizarre. This cute creature has been described as having the body of a tiger, the neck of a lion, the trunk of an elephant, the ears of a cow, the legs of a goat, semi-clawed feet like a chicken, and a goat's beard. What a beast. Now, unfortunately, the only known Tiggle Boat was allegedly captured in November of 1975. you believe that? It is said that during the time of its capture, the Tiggle Boat was kept alive for a short time in a prison in Tangerong, Kalimantan, Timur province in Indonesia. Damn, must have been caught jaywalking or something. That's brutal. Now, British cryptozoologist Carl Schuker notes that the reported characteristics of a Tiggle Boat you know, the striped body, the small trunk, the cow ears, goat legs, chicken clawed feet, whatever, seem to be quite consistent with a juvenile Malayan taper. And you know what? I have to agree with him. But the thing that doesn't make sense is that the taper has been extinct in Borneo for about 1,500 years. So let's think for a moment, okay? Do you think it's more likely that a brand new animal made its emergence in Borneo in 1975? Or is it possible that a small population of tapir still exists on the island? And I can hear you yelling at me now. Hey, Chris, what about the beard? Oh, yeah. The description of the tickle boat did mention the beard of a goat. Well... If tapers haven't been seen in Borneo for about 1,500 years, I mean, that's enough time to grow a beard, right? Perhaps this was a new species of taper. And you know me, as much as I want to believe in a brand new animal, I believe that the tickle boat is a taper. But I'm calling tapers tickle boats from now on. That's for damn sure.
Oh my goodness. You know, I'm really enjoying these cryptid hodgepodges. There are so many cryptids I want to cover, but a good chunk of them have very little info behind them. For example, the Tiggle Boat. So I'll keep on compiling these lesser-known cryptids, okay, and making episodes with a handful of creatures. Mark my words, I will do that. Also, let you know there are more gateway cryptids coming soon. Um, some more episodes on those. And also I've got some more Live from the Forest episodes that I want to work on. I haven't done a live episode in a little bit. I was heckled by owls the last live episode. All right. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at Alien Zoo Podcast. And remember, if you have a strange trail cam picture or a cryptid story, please, please, please send them our way at alienzoopodcast at gmail.com. I really hope you enjoyed this little hodgepodge of an episode. These are a lot of fun to do. Um, thank you so much for listening. My name is still Chris, and until next cryptid hodgepodge, goodbye.